Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The OG of Jets podcasting and blogging is back. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. This is There's Always Next Year with Brian Bassett. I'm back. The real me. Let's not not make a whole thing of it. And his co-hosts, Chef Travis Milton. Today we're going to be making the students my tasty baked ziti with basil and fresh mozzarella. And Josh Conrad. Oh, my brother, testify. On Play Like a Jet Digital. Welcome to There's Always Next Year, uh, the podcast on the Play Like a Jet Network. I am your host, Brian Bassett. You can follow me on Twitter at Brian underscore Bassett. With me, as always, are Travis Milton, who you can find on Twitter at Dash 37 Board 27, and Josh Conrad, who you can find at Josh underscore Conrad. Boys, I think we have a big heaping helping of humble pie we need to eat when we're talking about one joe flacco and a smaller sliver maybe that we'll get to in a little bit on one ashton davis but let, let's start with joe flacco josh how, how's that humble pie tasting this week i know i, I know it's it, i needed a lot of whipped cream to get my humble pie uh down my gullet the, yesterday uh i'm so full of victory monday goulash that i don't have any room for humble <laughs> pie right now i am stuffed on victory monday lasagna uh, feeling feeling great, all of our fellow Jet fan listeners. But yeah, uh, I texted maybe two minutes before uh, the first late touchdown drive to the three of us that Joe Flacco was no longer all caps elite. And then he sensed that text go out oh. from my phone to the two of you um, and immediately went on two touchdown drives to win that game. So uh, I will eat all the humble pie if you guys have anything left. Um, I will, I will gladly, gladly eat it um, <laughs> myself. It is delicious. I'm um, gonna bring my receipts. I owe, I owe Robert Sala my receipts. All right, Travis, over 300 yards and three touchdowns, no interceptions. Right, there was like a close, almost fumble. There was a fumble, but but no there interceptions. Ones. Yeah, a couple close ones. There was a couple it came close. A couple dropped interceptions, but I, I don't know. Like, was that a function of him? Having more time, I mean, you know, Salah and everybody's insistent that he was playing great this summer. 
obviously didn't have a great game against the Ravens last week. I mean, largely due to the pressure. We saw some of that pressure this week, but is it that the line is getting their act together? Or If you just- look after that, after that first quarter, like they really started playing pretty well. I mean, uh, they weren't getting to Flacco uh, and, and kudos. Uh, I've, again, I'm going to give myself some kudos right here because mm. I have said from the, the what was it? The third day of the draft that Max Mitchell, I mean, we yep. even did a podcast where like I got cut off and, and Brian was like, no, no, we don't have time. I was like, I want to talk about Max Mitchell. And you were like, <laughs> no, no, it's fine. We'll talk Ooh, about it later. Max who? And then, like, a couple weeks ago, I was like, uh, you know, Max Mitchell. Then last week, I was like, hey, Max Mitchell, like, he lost his confidence a little bit, played pretty well. He played phenomenal against freaking Miles Garrett. Um, you know, his, last uh, do what? What I do? Yeah, that last play, the, the touchdown pass specifically. Oh, dude, he, um, he freaking he handled it. Garrett. Um, you know, I, I, we're watching this dude get his confidence. I told you he's tailor made for this scheme. His angles are amazing. If you saw his upfield blocking um, on some of those breeze plays, uh, phenomenal! Like I, I'm so stuck. This dude is going to be awesome. He's going to fit this scheme amazing. Um, left side was great uh, run blocking. Um, you know, I, I, I could literally see a difference in the second half, like a huge difference in that line uh, from that first quarter. And I think it made a humongous difference. Now, again, like the win was a lot of, a lot of luck and a little bit of uh, Brown's failure and, and putting certain people in the right place so that they can't fail. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> know exactly who I'm talking about, but yes, yeah. Uh, no, but, but no, only, I only four so- quarterback hits all day. Only four quarterback hits all day. Yep. Uh, you know, not bad. Uh, I don't know how many hurries there were. Yeah, but, got, uh, there was a bunch of hurries in the first in the first quarter. Um, I've got like three pages of notes and like one page is just hurries in the first quarter. But after that, they really kind of uh, fall mm-hmm. off. Well, you know, you you mentioned Max Mitchell, and you know, as a guy who right drafted, not like it's easy. <laughs> it's not always easy. It's much, I should say, it's much easier to get impactful players in the first round of the NFL draft, right? You don't always hit. Sometimes there's misses, but like when you're going to get an impactful player, like it, it largely you're going to get that in the first round. Um, but really it's the Max Mitchells of the world that really make teams great. Cause you can't have all first round picks at every yeah. position. You know, you get 22 starters, not even considering special teams. So there's just no world in which you're going to have first rounders only playing. Um, so to get those kind of depth players who can come in and, you know, maybe maybe got a little bit, you know, ahead of himself in terms of when he was going to actually uh, play, like, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, that wasn't the schedule, but has acquitted himself pretty well. Uh, I, I would say here, and and that that's great. And then you know you add on some of the higher round picks where you know Sauce Gardner, and we can talk about this. I want to talk about the secondary a little bit. Sauce Gardner had a had a decent day along with DJ Reed and some of the other guys there. Um, Sauce Brady, got blown uh, up a little bit. Yeah, there was that one play where he, yeah. uh, I think it was like a miscommunication or botched coverage or something. Um, but then you know I, I'm always wary about you know using a high pick on a wide receiver just because you don't you know it's it could be a big swing and a miss if it doesn't work but you know after two games I'm willing to say I think Garrett Wilson is you know going to be a net positive for this team for a long time 
Um, so it's really exciting. And, you know, to see him, you know, catch that first touchdown and then, you know, go right over to the crowd and scream, you know, Ohio to the fans and just, you know, like that guy is, is different. He's got the kind of mindset that you want. He's scrappy. Um, I mean, and he's just so smooth. So, um, so yeah, it's fun to watch him and, and then, right, you know, Brees Hall is, you know, coming on and, and playing more and more important role. So, so it is interesting to see what kind of team Zach Wilson will return to when, when he does return to, to the field. Um, but, but yeah, let's, let's talk a little bit about the secondary. Um, and, and we can, we can culminate on the interception, the, the amazing interception. But, but yeah, you, you, Travis, you mentioned, um, you mentioned Sauce's miscommunication on that, on that, uh, on the big play touchdown, I think. Um, yeah, what what did you see from the secondary? And Josh, what did you see out of the secondary? I, I came into this year not sure about DJ Reed, um, and obviously had a, had a pick in garbage time last week that meant a lot to him personally. Um, and then saw him post game um, this week. Man, th- that's that's a leader um, in a million ways. And so him paired with Sauce feels like man a really win- winning formula where Sauce is probably you know, head and shoulders above him athletically. Um, but I feel, I feel really, really good about these corners right now. And sauce is going to have moments, you know, there's not going to be, um, you know, perfect weeks every single week. And he's, and this is the second professional game he's ever played. Um, and man, at the same time, I feel, I feel so high on the corners and the trade-off and let's be real is, 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 is letting, you know, letting Marcus go and then trading Jamal. And so you're going to have, drop off um and remembering that we got a guy like sauce gardner um due to i mean he's he's at pick number four um but but picking up garrett wilson with that with that seattle pick and so you know there's there's just trade-offs and i'm i'd rather have these two guys at corner than those two guys were at safety um and i know we got some mm-hmm. safety problems we can talk about ashton davis in a minute um and travis's undying love and appreciation for him but yeah um, I, I will yes. could, i would I would feel very, very good, uh, at least for the remainder of this season, going into next year already, um, thinking about Sauce and, and DJ as our as our corners. Thanks for listening to Play Like a Jet. Just want to remind you that there's plenty of time for you to go over to prizepicks.com and make your daily fantasy entries on their player projections. Last week, Brees Hall eclipsed the 35 yards in his player projection. Corey Davis eclipsed the 41 yards in his player projection. But Elijah Moore fell just short. I thought they were all good selections last week. And I think you may do well to select them this week as well. So if you want to pick Brees Hall, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis based on their player projections over at prizepicks.com, you can do that or you can take any other jet you want or any player you want from the rest of the NFL or any other sport you want. It's very easy. Pick two to five players and if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people, just you versus the projections available. You can do football, NFL, college football. You can do basketball, NBA, college basketball, NASCAR, UFC, whatever you want. It's all there at prizepicks.com. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that simple. 
Download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with the promo code PLAJ. If you deposit 100 bucks, Prize Picks will give you 100 bucks. If you deposit 50, Prize Picks will give you 50. Don't forget to enter the promo code PLAJ at sign up for an instant deposit match up to 100 bucks. That's promo code PLAJ at prizepicks.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Travis, how do you defend your Ashton Davis hate when I think he only played one defensive snap all game and the one defensive snap he played turns into an interception? How? What, what say you, Travis? I, I believe there's an old term my grandfather used to use that's it's kind of a playoff of a term most of you guys know. Uh, it's even a blind squirrel can find a peanut and a fucking turd. Um <laughs> That's a new, yeah. That's a new wrinkle on that one. That's a new wrinkle. Yeah. It's a good yes. swizzle. Um, but but, but no, actually, no, I like need to Stella. know on the Bristol stool. On the Bristol stool, what what uh, what level are we talking about in this? Talking third? sharp edges and and liquidy. Okay. <laughs> All right. So yeah, anyway, so at the same time, I'm going through the, my my notes, and I don't think you guys know when I watch a game. I actually I've got I've got just these pages of every single every down that I write down like what I see, whether it be whatever I'm going through looking and I'm like, okay, this series I've got safeties exclamation part terrible. Then I go down <laughs> to, like the next series safeties, fucking safeties joke uh, again, terrible. And then I go, do we have safeties? And then we're into like the second half and it's like, where, why do we have safeties? Like it's, 
Just our, don't even just put out more cornerbacks. Okay, good. Or yeah, linebackers yes. or something. I think you have to you have to you have to you have to uh earn the title of safety. You don't just get that granted to you. You I are playing defense. Yes. And and <laughs> it, you you are not providing any safety to this defense whatsoever. You are There's not safe. None. I mean, that miscommunication, that was all joiner. Like, I'm sorry. Right. Like, regardless of, like, who was supposed to be uh, on uh, – what was it? Was it Amari Cooper or was it uh, – Was it Peoples-Jones? That was Peoples-Jones, yep. Yeah, I wrote PB and J. So. There you go. There you go. That makes <laughs> – PB and Jones. Yeah. PB and Jones. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that that, that was joiner. Um, that dude is terrible. Uh, I, I'm sorry. Like, I – he hasn't played in two years, and it really, really, really shows. But the the communication uh, between the safeties and uh, the other DBs it has been just terrible. Uh, I've seen them out of place so many freaking times. Um, we'd be much better off just having Quincy Williams just hang back there and hit people. Do you think? That, do you think they option. might do something? I wish. They take they take some of the backup corners, you know, a uh, uh, Brandon Eccles or something, and re- repurpose them into <laughs> into starters as safeties. Or... Well, Eccles got some time last year at safety, if I recall. Uh, mm-hmm. And and I, I will tell you that that is uh, one of the clutch points of the game that I think no one is touching on. When Eccles had to yeah. come in for Sauce, dude, yep. he freaking he showed the fuck up. Uh, if it was not for that, like that would have been a touchdown and, and we would not be talking about this being a win. Um, yeah. And, and just to say, so we're, we're taping this on Monday afternoon and Sala gave a press uh, conference earlier today and he was asked specifically about, about Brandon Eccles. And he said, yeah, like he came in the game. We didn't change what we were doing and we didn't change what we were doing because he played last year. He knows the system. He knows what was required of him. Um, we didn't, we didn't feel like his point is we didn't have to cover him up. We didn't have to, you know, do anything different than, than we normally would on that play. And he acquitted himself well. And we have talked about this. I don't know how many times on this podcast that like, yes, last year was super painful. And yes, it's one of the youngest rosters in the NFL, but it's only going to like compound that experience as we go forward and, you know, I mean, they'll have Eccles on their team for a number of years, assuming, you know, the, the team isn't over, you know, doesn't, you know, keep getting more and more and more competitive and they just don't have a spot for him. But but if you keep a guy on the team who knows the system, who has started, who's used to coming in sooner or later, there's going to be an injury. He's got a spot start a game or whatever. Like that is so valuable. And having that depth, right, just kind of as we we're talking about with, you know, hitting on the Max Mitchells of the world. Um same, same, right? Like, so, so that's the sort of thing that you're exactly right. It was a clutch moment that people aren't talking about. But so, so let's go through though. Speaking of clutch moments, we just have to talk a little bit about the game and, and how it all went down. Obviously, everybody knows. I don't need to, you know, explain it to, to everybody. If you're a Jets fan and you're listening to this podcast, you know what happened, but there were really some key points at the end of that game that turned, you know, a probable, a, a highly probable loss into a bewilderingly you know possible victory and you know I think I think we have to call out like early on in the game I really think that fake punt by Braden Mann was really helpful right they Mm -hmm. they fake the punt they throw it to to Jeff Smith I think that's they scored a touchdown on that uh on that drive right yes so it kept them in the game early so that they could you know so they could hang around late and then late in the game like I mean we got 
it's great and we're excited that the Jets won. At the same time, we have to keep in mind that Nick Chubb like should have gone down by all rights. It was I think right under two minutes mm-hmm. um, when he scores that touchdown. Jets have no timeouts left, and if they if he goes down at that point and we're then done. they just run. It's over. The game is yep. over. There's no chance for the Jets to come back and score two touchdowns or, well, I guess sort of one touchdown. Even if they turn over on downs, they only have, I don't know, 15 seconds, zero seconds left at that point. Um, so, so Chubb goes and scores, which is, which is an odd moment. Then, you know, <laughs> in, in an effort to, you know, to obviously just play in that situation, um, I think I would have gone for two as the coach because you, you're already in a situation where you know they're going to come for two if they're coming the other way. And But, I mean, I, I think you just take the points because otherwise then, you know, touchdown, field goal, whatever. Like, you're, you're still going to beat a field goal. But Cade York, who had an insane last week uh, in terms of scoring points, misses a, a point after, uh, you know, which is the point of moving, moving uh, the ball back from where they did so that – they're not a, uh, a foregone conclusion. And then, you know, two plays later or whatever, three plays later, Corey Davis um, takes advantage of a blown coverage touchdown. And catches um, the ball. On it. And yes, and catches the ball and, you know, and then sets them up in a situation for an onside kick, which then I believe, who was the player, 39, who... Um, Justin Hardy who, recovered. Uh, was it Ju- Justin Hardy recovered? Will Parks made the hit. Yeah, Parks that made pushed the it hit. out. Yeah, yeah. He like he made the hit to knock the guy out of the way, so that Hardy, who's an amazing special teams player, um, you know, could come in and recover that ball for them, and then you know drive down the field, and Garrett Wilson, you know, uh, ends it. Uh, so in, in in back in Ohio, right? So um, so pretty pretty cool to see all that that sort of thing play out. I mean. <laughs> As as at the halfway point through the fourth quarter, Josh, did you did you think they had any chance of winning that game? I think I, th- I think win probability was less than two percent, and I was already I was already starting to plan the rest of my afternoon with my kids, um, and so I was the Nick Chubb touchdown to go up twenty four twenty four seven. I don't know if it was twenty four seventeen. Might have been touchdown to go up 24-17. I felt like, all right, well, no, it was the 30, when they got to 30. Um, yeah, when they got to 30, was 30 that was 30. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, I think I texted like, okay, well, you know, competitive football in the fourth quarter, that's great, feels good. Um, had no no thought in my head that they were going to win it. And then, like you said, it's never just one play when it's two touchdowns. There's a there's a confluence of events. And so Nick Chubb, um, the, the, I, can't, I don't know that I've ever seen an onside kick late. The ball laid flat down before. I felt like that was – sort of awesome yes. cheat code that I've never seen before <laughs> that probably just messes with you as a player. Like that ball is laying on the ground and then suddenly it's moving toward me. Um, it was just the perfect kick. Um, Joe Flacco did exactly what he needed to do. Garrett Wilson. I mean, my gosh, man, that guy, that guy just came alive in this game. And so I was actually looking at his, um, his target rate for the year right now would end in like the mid one fifties, which would be approaching the single season record for a rookie. Um, and if there's a wow. formula for us, winning football games it's getting the ball in his hands it's letting him and Brees and michael carter um and elijah moore like get the ball in those guys hands there's this really awesome clip too i saw of elijah moore after the onside kick everybody's celebrating and he's off to the left and he's just very coolly putting his helmet on and strapping up and walking to the huddle as if like 
we're already going to win this game and I know it. There's just a swagger, man, with those young guys. They don't, they're not long suffering Jet fans. Like they're young guys that are playing in the league and they want to win games and they don't have the history of heartbreak. And so those guys just kept playing, which was awesome. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. What'd you think there, Travis? Yeah. I was going back to the text thread between Josh and I at this point and it's Josh saying fun while it lasted. And then me going, yeah, I guess at least they covered. And then he goes, where did that come from? And at this point, I have moved on, and I am literally changing prices in my point-of-sale system uh, in the restaurant. (laughs) And I'm like, wait, what? And then I get a text, let's go. And then I come back, and then that's – I see the the, the recovery, and I'm just like, Brent Boyer, baby, Brent Boyer. Uh, (laughs) And then my next response was – I I go, and I'm almost through my chair, but I'm like, this Flacco INT is – yeah. <laughs> and then Josh's response is sure is. And then I get nothing but exclamation points. And I'm like, shit, sure. what am I missing now? Um, yeah, good that, thing. uh, you're missing good things. That last few minutes is, is amazing, was amazing. And, uh, I, the, 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 I totally legit laughed out loud and spit out some form of beverage, uh, when I was listening to, uh, Corey Davis's post game. Uh, like on the field when uh, I can't remember who's interviewing him, but uh, she asked like, you know, how, wh- wh- you know, what was up with that? How'd that go? And he was like, yeah, you know, like I, I was free. So it was just down to, you know, me catching the ball and running. So like, I mean, it was cake baby. And I was like, that's cake. Like, no, like we watch you. <laughs> you have hands of granite. You're like a freaking right. golem, man. Like the hands down. Like, um, no, that was nowhere near guaranteed. I like the swag, but, Dude, um, yeah. Have you watched any of your tape uh, lately? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, it's good. I mean, maybe maybe he's coming out of it, so that that'll be a good thing. But but yeah, I, I, you know, you talk about the number of um, the number of uh, targets so far yeah. that Garrett Wilson has had, and I mean, between two games, you know, Flacco's had he had forty four attempts, and this one he had like fifty nine. He's leading the, the last I think game. he's got to be. He's leading the he's league. He's got to right? be leading the league or near the very top of the league in attempts, like uh, attempts at least. Um, so, so I mean, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. And they've been in situations where they've been trailing, so they've had to throw. And I think the difference is when you have these kinds of weapons like Elijah Moore and uh, Garrett Wilson, and you know, even you know some of the tight ends, Tyler Conklin and. And Corey Davis, right? Uh, you have those guys, like, you can feel con- a little more confident in kind of pushing the ball downfield. So hopefully the Jets will do that because that's welcome to the modern NFL. Now, I understand Stefanski across the field, like, he wants to give, you know, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, you know, a split of, you know, between 30 and 40 carries a game, you know, kind of all told and split them between those two guys. Um but you know that's kind of the old the old school mentality, and so so it is cool to see the Jets let like let them just air it out and throw it because they know that's the best way they have to to come back in these games. Um, but yeah, I uh, it's it, it, I, it's funny because I think one of, you mentioned this this idea that like these young guys don't you know they don't know you know the, the, they don't know what they don't know. Right. All the woe and pain of Jets fans and that, right. That is to their, certainly, you know, to their benefit. Like Um, to be pointed out, like Garrett Wilson screaming in the face of a Browns fan kid after the touchdown. (laughs) Like, I don't think I, like, I don't know that we're allowed to do that, but you have no history of being the Jets. And so that kid doesn't have a comeback to you. And it's just the visual, the visual of him screaming and the dad looking at his son, like, 
you're taking this. I'm not stepping in to help you at all. It was fantastic. <laughs> but also the dad's probably like, hey, you played at Ohio State. Like, you can't get too right. mad at him. Respect. That's probably Respect. true, too. Um, yeah, I was Or I was we're Browns fans. Don't the, say was, too much. Yeah, yeah, I was not yeah in- the same thing you and I are talking We're all talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I was not engaged with you guys on the on the text thread because I was watching with a friend at a bar, and he's a Browns fan, so we were just sitting there together. So it was um, – so I was like watching the game and then I'm like, oh, I got to get going to the airport. I got to pick up a family member at the airport. So I'm like, oh, and then they started coming back in and I'm like, oh, man, I. Mom, I'm going to be late picking you up at the airport. And then luckily, <laughs> you know, it didn't go to overtime. It was just like, thank God. Um, so, so anyway, um, I uh, it, Robert Sala, again, just quoting him, he he spoke today on Monday and he was talking about the young players and and their you know, ability to come into a situation like we saw yesterday. And he said, you know, they're performing um, and they don't have bright eyes. You know, this is kind of paraphrased. He says, they're attacking the moment. You know, you can call on them and you're going to get like, and he's saying they have these sparks. And he, he says, I can see, he was effectively like saying, I can see that the productivity, like stability, stability, stable productivity is coming down the road you're getting these sparks you're getting these moments but they're not like scared when they get in these moments so so yeah it's exciting to see this um uh okay so what else do we want to talk about uh any anybody we want to put on the bristol stool chart today Ooh, great question i think i I think i got george fant on there like Mm. uh, he man he, he is still I still don't like him in that spot. I, I'm, I'm again going back to my notes, and I've just got Fant, 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 fucking Fant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm so, amazed. So that is, I'm, like in retrospect, I'm amazed that I literally write out these cuss words. Uh, that is impressive. Well, I, hopefully, here, hopefully I, I will show you. We'll hold this up for the camera. Oh, you've got this paper. is the last he's, play he's of the game. Paper. I don't know if you can oh, read this. Yes, Davis with the int. Shit. Period. <laughs> oh wait, sorry. God damn it, fucking Davis with the int. Shit. <laughs> That's what it says. <laughs> and then here we, go. we got we got we got one more. Okay, let's see. Uh Ashton Davis return in fourth in the fourth blue. The, and then like I like the yeah, line. Like yeah. you're so clarifying Ashton Davis. Like, yep, I had to like clarify the, like that dude blows. <laughs> right. Like it's like one of those, you know how you're like writing things and then you kind of insert of like you draw a line and like make a point of emphasis or like a thought. So it's yeah. Ashton Davis in the fourth and then it's like line blows. Yep. <laughs> it's a stream of consciousness. I mean, yeah. The, hey, that's fine. You got to, um, you should frame that one. Those notes. On <laughs> the score lined on paper. Guys, guys, he had college rule lined paper. He was taking those notes on that. Yeah, dude. That's serious business. Broke down pickle fest at one point because they threw it. They were showing pickles on Ooh. TV <laughs> <laughs> as like commercial for an upcoming pickle fest. No, I think that there was like a pickle festival in Cleveland, like oh, uh, nearby or something. Dude, um, we got to hit up that next year. Hit up the pickle fest. Yeah, sounds good. Um, yeah, George Fant, man, like he's got to get better on that side. Uh, as the game went along. Run blocking on the left side was way better. I think uh, everybody had some good runs on that side. I think Brees was able to actually bounce it out on the left a few times. Um, but uh, yeah, he's he's uh, he's my. I'm gonna put him in. A, I'm put him at a solid 
well, maybe not solid because it's a four. So it might be a liquidy four on the chart. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Little, little loose. Um, yep. uh, someone who was probably pretty tight or maybe not even on the chart, AVT, um, mm-hmm. on 49 pass blocking snaps, only one pressure allowed yep. all game. Yeah. So, I told you, that, I mean, him and Mitchell, man, they look good. Um, Joiner, he, he blows. Davis blows. Fant currently blows. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, we got it. We got it. Garrett Wilson's awesome. Um, so, uh, so okay, we, we need to think about what's coming up I, next. Next week, it's very early in the week. People will be listening to this on Tuesday. But um, uh, the Jets play the Bengals at home next weekend. Bengals looking very wounded. Just are starting the season 0-2. No... Uh, offensive line of which to speak of it seems like so far this year Cooper Rush of the uh, uh, Dallas Cowboys practice squad fame um, led the led the uh, the hapless Cowboys to victory yesterday o- over the Bengals uh, what do we think about this Bengals game coming up real quick Zach nowhere in sight um, just to say that Salah confirmed on Monday week four is what they're looking at in at the earliest, I think was his actual quote, like, um, but he's progressing well, but you know, is that week four is the earliest we've been given, but you know, he looks good. So there is no Zach Wilson coming this week. Obviously Joe Flacco has played his way, you know, um, off the the milk carton last week. Yeah. Josh, what do you think about this Bengals? Bengals I, I feel frisky guys. I feel like, I feel like this is a very winnable game. The Bengals look like trash. Um, and let's be real, like, if we've got two corners, I'm not saying you're going to shut down T. Higgins and Jamar Chase all day, but if we can be competitive on the outside and maintain those guys even just a little bit, man, this feels like a really winnable game if we can get a pass rush going. Feels like feels like the Carl Lawson redemption game. That's what I feel like is going to happen. There's going to be some Carl Lawson revenge or action going on in this game. Um, man, I feel... I feel the best I've felt going into a in, into a game that I've felt in a very – I'm feeling things, boys. Mm. I feel like this wow. team, we get the ball in our playmaker's hands and a couple big plays on defense, and we should be right in it again. I'm not predicting – I mean, let's also be real. We were down 14 points in the fourth quarter of that game, so it's not like we were playing great the whole time. Um, but it feels like a winnable game. It feels like we should be competitive. If we can play competitive fourth-quarter football, that is a win at this stage of the franchise. So I'm hoping we're right there, you know, keep keep it – Keep it under thirty points. That's a manageable game plan for us. Um, go get after uh, get after Joe Burrow and see if we can pull off back to back victories, boys, over the Cincinnati Ooh. Bengals. Your AFC champion, Cincinnati Bengals. Travis, what do you think? Man, we have not stacked wins since Family Guy was funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how we're going to do that. Um, I, I will say. Uh, I mean, if if the uh, if the D line can show up, safeties clean up their act a little bit. Um, I, I feel okay about this game. Uh, I mean, they are. I feel like a wounded uh, wounded tiger, uh, considering they're a Bengal. Um, so uh, yeah, you, every time I, I tell a dad joke like that here, I get the same reaction. Oh, it's mm. like, hmm. Ooh. Mm. Um, you're the tiger, the tiger king. Well, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm like uh, Josh. I mean, I, I really think it's going to bowl down the pass rush. Like we, yep. we didn't get a ton of pressure this week. Um, nope. 
and especially with an O line that was missing uh, some some very important pieces. So I, I don't feel confident we're going to do it next week. But I feel like if yeah. there is a week where we can start making some strides in that, actually get some pressures, get some sacks. Uh, hopefully, it will be next week, uh, and that's I mean, that's that's going to be the key. I mean, the linebackers playing great. If we can just get some the the safeties to be on the same page, uh, I think defensively we'll look all right. Offensively, I like where we're I like where we're trending. I like uh, I like our matchups to be honest. But uh, again. I feel like they're going to come out really, really pissed, and uh, we'll see where it goes. Yeah, I, um, you know, the, when, when you look at the, when you look at the, um, you know, the the Bengals, you know, right now, yeah, they're they're certainly struggling a little bit. They've got you know a number of players uh, who are on their um, on their you know injured reserve. Uh, you know, m- most notably, uh, not like not guys that they were necessarily relying on this year, but um, but you know, one in particular is uh, Isaiah Prince and Cam Taylor Britt. Uh, those are well, he's a rookie. Sorry. Anyway, so my point is like they have not gelled, they have not uh, come together yet to kind of have a cohesive offensive line, and Joe Burrow's really feeling that. Um, and so that yeah, and so when that happens. Like he's not able to get the sort of time he needs to throw the ball downfield to his you know, amazing players. And the big thing is, it seems like from catching a little bit of the Bengals game yesterday, it looks to me like defenses are hanging back to basically trying to keep Jamar um, and Higgins kind of in front of them, as opposed to kind of, you know, put, you know, press up and then let them get beat, you know, deep for these massive plays that we were seeing. I can't remember what um what Jamar Chase's like average yards per catch last year, but it was like it was crazy. It was like over ten yards. It was like fifteen yards. Something, something crazy. It was ridiculous. So so you just can't let him have those long plays. And so uh, one would hope the corners will be wise on that. And then you know, but it will come down to the safeties. I mean, I think we talked about the safeties earlier. Like I think the safe safeties are going to have a key impact in this game. So I'm very interested to see what what Salah will do uh, against this group. But yeah, I, I think as we say, like we're not, you know, planning on the the victory parade after beating the the Bengals. But at the same time, like if this can be a competitive game, like, okay, that's good. And I mean, I think, you know, we've had one game where it should have been competitive and it wasn't because they, you know, had some self-inflicted wounds. We had another game where they, you know, they hung around as long as they could. And then they took advantage of some, you know, bad play calling on the other side of the ball um, and, you know, an execution on the other side of the ball and they ended up with a win. So, right. So let's just hope they can come, you know, show up, uh, not shoot themselves in the foot and be competitive against a team that, you know, clearly needs a win badly, but, you know, going on the road. So anything goes. And I think, I think the fans are going to be up for this game. It's going to be fun to watch this one and see, you know, see how, how rowdy the fans are going to be for this, for this Bengals week three game. All right. I think that'll do it for us this week. Travis, thank you. Josh, thank you. Um, thanks to the listeners. Uh, please make sure to rate and review the uh, the podcast and whatever your podcast player. Thanks so much. We will see you next week after the Bengals. Adios. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. 
Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did to create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.